0: Welcome to Playmakers, everyone. I'm your host, Haley Elwood. It is week one of the 2022 season wild that it is here. The Los Angeles Chargers open the season at home against the Las Vegas Raiders. And who better to talk about this game and this one than friend of the show, Chargers radio sideline reporter Shannon Farron. Shannon, thanks so much for coming on. You're the always the lovely week one guest, if you will.
1: Uh, I love it. I think I wear the same shirt every year, too. <laughs> Thank you for having me. This is very exciting.
0: Yeah, we are back at it. Football is here. And I think one of the craziest things is Raiders week is kicking off early this year. Literally week one, as I said. So I'll pose this first question. What kind of tone does it set knowing that you're opening against a divisional opponent?
1: I think it would be a huge deal if it was just an AFC West opponent. I think it's a huge deal that it is the Las Vegas Raiders. And I think it's an even bigger deal because of the way the season ended. I think everyone sat in that loss, sat in that game that the Chargers just needed to tie to get in to the playoffs. You know, hearing Justin Herbert saying, I've never wanted to tie so badly in my whole life. It was a really rough time coming back from that game, getting onto that plane, and then sitting in it in the entire offseason. And when you look at week one and week two, it is a one-two punch for sure for this Chargers team. Uh, When you have the Raiders coming to town and then you've got to turn around and go to Kansas City and play Thursday night primetime ball, they've got to start fast. And that is something that hopefully they'll be able to do despite the starters not playing in the preseason.
0: I know this is one of those things no one really looks ahead right but we can because we're not getting out on the field on Sunday very quick turnaround to week two short week another divisional opponent. It's funny you bring up week 18 obviously with how the Chargers season ended last year I've been talking to some guys players coaches for the season preview article that I'm writing and it's so interesting to hear their take on how that ended what it was like moving on from that and Brandon Staley said though every ending is a new beginning and this is the start of something new I mean and they would
1: play that game the way that they played they would go for it on fourth down the way that they did you know in talking with stations around the country uh they have opined and wondered is Brandon Staley going to stick to his guns when it goes for it on fourth down and you know he would. He absolutely will. And the analytics people around the NFL say he's kind of like our Trojan horse. You know, we all agree that that was the right call, that most of the time, I think he was successful 65% of the time that he went for it on fourth down, that this is the right call. He's taking all the shots right now from the naysayers and the second guessers and the Monday morning quarterbacks. Um, but a lot of the analytics guys who this is where they, this is their bread and butter, they love it.
0: You know, I made a joke during that final preseason game in New Orleans with my coming out of half stand-up where I got a chance to talk to Staley and I said this halftime report was sponsored by the letter R. If it was on Sesame Street, it would be brought to you by that letter. With Staley, though, in general, I always say the letter C would be his letter of the day because conviction always comes to mind and competition and all of that. But you know where he stands, like you said. You always know he's going to stick to his guns. But moving on to just some of the – going back, I guess, a little bit to some of the offseason moves that this team has made. In my opinion, this is my ninth season. It's been an offseason like no other. What did you make of some of those moves that the Chargers brought in? Well,
1: we saw a very upset Coach Staley when you saw the defense production last season, and he's a defensive guy. You know, you look at what he was able to do with the Rams, and that was not going to be okay, not for one minute for him to, to suffer through a season like that. And the guys as well, you know, Joey didn't feel good about it as well. They they knew that it was not a dominant performance. And that is exactly what this coach preaches is dominance and being a dominant team. And they went out and they got the pieces. They got Khalil Mack who coach Daly has wanted from day one since he was in Chicago. And you look at him on the other side of the line, and we saw in training camp how close Joey and Khalil are, talking about just not football, but I was just talking to Joey at the, at the game in New Orleans about how excited he is about Khalil's new baby and how excited they're just, they were instant, fast friends. And they have such different playing styles, which really helps them sharpen their specific game as well. And you look at what Joey was able to do when there was Melvin Ingram across the way. And I think that this combo is going to be unstoppable. And because they're going to be able to pressure the quarterback so much, you're going to have JC Jackson flying around there, making people make mistakes. And I think that this defense overhaul is uh, is huge. And I think it's going to be exactly what the coach wanted to see when they made these colossal moves. I mean, you look at this roster, like you pointed out, and the talent, and I know the coach doesn't like us to talk about how talented this team is because, yeah, it's not just handed to them. They do work hard and it is a hard working tough team but when you look at the talent flying around that field it's it is going to be fireworks all season long
0: so I love that you bring up Joey and Khalil because to me there's been so much talk about Matt coming in obviously but what it's done for Joey too and I actually just had a discussion with him kind of the same the same vibe that you did about Mac for him, is a guy who who he said, I can talk to about anything. I can talk to about football. I can talk to about life like Khalil's new baby. But the fact that Joey had also mentioned if this happened younger in his career, he's not sure he would have felt the same way about it as he does now. He said he probably would have felt more threatened back then. But now he has more of a sense of self. He's more comfortable in his skills as a player. And I think that's just so interesting. And when you mentioned being fast friends, you were down there on the sideline during these preseason games. You mentioned starters not really playing really a lot, if at all. But as you see these guys kind of talk and chat and chit-chat on the sidelines, what was the vibe? What is the vibe of this team right now?
1: I loved it because the veterans were not just there. They were engaged. They were standing like they were chomping at the bit to get into that game. They were the first to congratulate guys that were trying to make this roster as they came off the field. They were the first guys to console them if things did not go well. You mentioned Joey and how mature he's gotten over the years that we've seen him kind of grow up and become an adult. And it's really cool to watch Keenan Allen as well uh, just become such a strong leader on this team and, you know, going and spending time with Josh Palmer and and going in sitting down at that wide receiver bench. You see it with Justin Herbert sitting down with Shane Day and with Chase and with Easton going over all the plays. They were all very engaged. And like the coaches said this week, this is a team that really likes each other. These guys get along and that is an X factor. That's not really an X factor. You know what I mean? Like we all know that great teams, legendary teams, They have to have that chemistry. They have to have that brotherhood. And that's definitely something that exists with this Chargers team. Yeah, I was speaking
0: with Staley yesterday and I asked him, what do you want this team to be known as, this 2022 team? And he said a a tight team, a together team. And Joey had mentioned it feels like some of these guys, you know, we mentioned Mac obviously, but Sebastian Joseph Day, Troy Reader, Morgan Fox, some of these guys, Kyle Van Noy, Austin Johnson, he's, he said they feel like they've been here forever. It's just so funny how quickly it doesn't feel like this is the first year that they've been here. And I think that's a great sign, especially if you haven't even freaking played a game yet. You've just been practicing together.
1: That's such an excellent point because I've seen guys be brought in who don't immediately take like... A fish to water when it comes to forming those bonds right away. And you look at the personalities, though, of the guys that they brought in, right? Like Bash. I mean, how is he not going to make friends in that room right away? You look at Khalil and how wonderful of a person he is. And it's just, it it makes sense that they were very careful about who they brought in and these leaders who, who've been there before. And even, you know, rookie Isaiah Spiller, he doesn't seem like a rookie. Like he's got this confidence, like he's been here before. And you, you get that from, from side to side down there, that that is just exactly who this team is. And and they're here for each other. So
0: flipping to offense really quick before we go, last year we're sitting here, we're having this conversation in week one about Justin Herbert and what he did and what he was going to do in year two, and simple enough, great things, but now as he gets into year three, but the comfortability of him being in the second season in this offense, what do you expect out of him this year?
1: They say the greats do uh, that in year three for a quarterback, things slow down. That's bad news for the division of death, okay? (laughs) Justin Herbert, this thing slowed down for him. He starts having a good time. That's the last Justin Herbert you want to see, is a guy having a good time. Because that is when he is just unstoppable. And he worked in the off-season a lot. Remember, last off-season, they didn't get much time together because of all the COVID mess. This off-season, a lot more work was done. He took no vacations. He said, practice is my vacation. He worked a lot with his footwork. He looked worked a lot with Corey Lindsley on communication in the pre-snap routine in terms of cadence mm-hmm. and, and varying that. And remember, Corey Lindsley and Aaron Rodgers, in, in Green Bay, they were routinely drawing guys off the line um, with their routines. So these are all good things as a Charger fan to hear uh, when it comes to Justin Herbert. And he he just... I love that the Bills are getting all of the hype. Like I love that none of the national shows are talking about Justin Herbert because he doesn't want to be on the radar. He wants to be under the radar. And I think that he's had a great preseason in that regard where the hype has been all about josh allen it's been about the other quarterbacks and he's just been quietly going about his business of getting ready to ruin everybody
0: (laughs) that is music to chargers fans ears right there but you mentioned it; he's in that football 202 as joe lombardi calls it the evolution of 101 is getting the basics down 202 is building off of it and then lastly shannon before we go let's talk about some players flying under the radar Herbert, I know you mentioned, but eh, he's not as much of that. But who do you have your eye on as maybe someone who is sort of flying under the radar right now who you expect might do big things this season?
1: Shane Day was talking about how on bad days he's got this folder on his computer (laughs) and the title of the folder is called Why Justin Herbert is the Best Quarterback Ever to Play the Game or something of that nature. And I was going through the highlights and I was watching all the highlights of last year and a name that has not been talked about is Jalen Guyton. You know, he has not been talked about in that wide receiver three role because Josh Palmer has really come into his own with wide receiver 202, I guess you could say. Um, But Jalen Guyton's a track star and a favorite target and a deep threat for Justin Herbert. So I expect him to to rise to the level of of being in the conversation pretty quickly. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, that Giants game that just insane touchdown pass that he caught. I think, though, when Shane Day was asked about his favorite play, that one was purposely omitted. That was like, no, 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 we can't do that one, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah, it was a – I think it was like a a three-and-a-half or four-yard pass when Justin took two-and-a-half seconds to get it out after going through four different progressions. Like, it was insane. I think that was his favorite one. I'm not Mm -hmm. remembering what game it was, but – uh, that's a fun. That's a fun read as well. Yeah, as
0: I uh, spoke with Shane Day earlier this offseason, I said playing quarterback in the NFL is super easy, right? Just <laughs> super simple. So, so easy. easy. Shannon, thank you so much for joining us. We will see you at SoFi on Sunday. We are back. We'll see you then. Have a great one.